Hey, this is your Olympic hero, Kurt Angle, and you're listening to Snug Wrestling. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. And now, making his way to the podcast studio all the way from Sacramento, California, he eats, sleeps, and breathes pro wrestling. He is the best self-proclaimed pro wrestling analyst in the world. Wrestling is still real to him, and he is here to keep good wrestling alive. He is the host of Snug Wrestling Podcast, the one, the only, Edgar Avila. The wrestling world, it is on fire right now. There is so much stuff going on that we need to go over, that we need to talk about here on this episode of Snug Wrestling Podcast with me. I am your host, my name is Edgar, and I don't even know where to begin because there is a whole bunch of craziness going down in wrestling. But before we can get into all of that, hit me up at Snug Wrestling on all of my social media accounts. And we got my favorite topic of news. More CM Punk news that just came out And I think I'm going to just change this segment Instead of just calling it the new segment I'm going to just call it the CM Punk segment Because this guy, he's always the talk of the town It feels like So let's get into it really quick Let's not waste any more time News time The first topic, CM Punk intends to return to the WWE. Now it has been reported that both sides are heavily in talks. CM Punk and the WWE are reportedly negotiating for CM Punk to come back and it's getting closer and closer and it seems like this is actually going to happen. This is real, folks. This is not a drill. I repeat, this is real. And the WWE believes Believes that CM Punk is willing to return if they make an offer. I don't see why the WWE would not make an offer to bring him back. Hopefully soon they'll make an offer and they come to an agreement and we get to see CM Punk in WWE. But enough about CM Punk for now. We will most definitely be talking about this more as the news starts to come out. The next thing I wanted to talk about is another topic that the entire wrestling community has been talking about. The Tuesday night that's going to go down this Tuesday. Now what's been talked about is that The Undertaker is scheduled to be in Orlando, Florida that same night on Tuesday night. Undertaker just so happens to be in Orlando, Florida that same exact night. But then during this episode of Friday Night Smackdown that we will be getting into in a little bit, there was a video package that advertised NXT that had all the main rosters listed that are going to appear in NXT and this was advertised to be the biggest NXT of all time because John Cena is going to be there, Paul Heyman, Cody Rhodes, and Asuka. But at the end of the video package, and this is what got the people talking, the dong, the very famous bell that The Undertaker has in his intro, that very sound was heard at the end of that video package. So now the talks that The Undertaker is going to be in Orlando. Then WWE teased that bell sound at the end of the NXT advertisement. Now people are really starting to believe that even The Undertaker is going to appear on NXT. And I thought that was just a joke. 
but it looks like WWE is going for the overkill here because, I mean, you're already going to put John Cena and Cody Rhodes and Paul Heyman and Asuka. A lot of people do love Asuka a whole lot. On that show, on the same night, that's already doing way too much. But if you really add The Undertaker to that NXT show, that's just like the biggest dick move in the entire wrestling world. And especially because next week on Friday Night SmackDown, Roman Reigns is coming back. And not only that, it was also announced that Triple H is going to be making an appearance at Friday Night SmackDown next week, as well as Roman Reigns. So WWE is pulling all the stops here. They're coming in guns blazing with all their stars, not just in NXT, but on Friday Night SmackDown as well. Things are not looking too good for AEW, especially after seeing the card that they're presenting on their Tuesday night show. It wasn't very impressive to say the least. I mean, Swerve Strickland versus Danielson, Jay White versus Hangman, Adam Copeland versus Luchasaurus, Ray Phoenix versus John Moxley, Powerhouse Hobbs versus Chris Jericho, and Soraya versus Hikaru Shida. This is the card that AEW is going to present on Tuesday night versus NXT. No MJF, no FTR, no Ricky Starks. I think it's safe to say that WWE is most definitely going to get all of the ratings here, even if it is NXT. NXT is going to have to do well over, I'm going to have to say close to 2 million views. I mean, if you're putting this many main roster talents on NXT and you're also teasing The Undertaker, NXT, I'm pretty sure, is going to have to be doing SmackDown numbers at this point, which is nowhere close, not even half of what AEW usually does. So I'm going to predict really, really low numbers for AEW that night. Lower than the usual 800,000 that AEW has because a lot of those fans from AEW that tune in, they're also WWE fans. And as a wrestling fan, if you have to choose between these two shows, an NXT that's really stacked versus an AEW card, that is the usual thing that AEW does. I'm afraid that more people are going to tune in to watch NXT. But we will see what happens. That is all I had for the news for today. Let's get into the fun stuff. This is Friday Night Smackdown from St. Louis, Missouri, October 6th. The show started off with LA Knight, yeah, and as soon as LA Knight got one word in, you can hear Paul Heyman in the background, ladies and gentlemen, and Paul Heyman comes out with Jimmy and Solo Sokoa. Paul Heyman, he puts LA Knight over here. He says that he knows who the next big thing is. Paul Heyman knows who the next big stars are going to be, and that is LA Knight, which got a big LA Knight chant in the arena, and I was just waiting for Jimmy Uso to snatch the mic from Paul Heyman as he has been doing the past few weeks but Jimmy doesn't do that until LA Knight starts talking LA Knight starts responding to Paul Heyman and cutting his promo but Jay Uso shuts him up and once again tells LA Knight you are not going to make it to Fastlane and before Solo Sokoa and Jimmy can get in the ring John Cena's music hits and John Cena returns the favor from last week and comes out to even out the odds versus the bloodline and then la knight makes the challenge for the main event he wants to go one-on-one versus jimmy uso jimmy uso accepts against the counsel of 
Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman did not agree to that, but Jimmy Uso, he's been calling the shots a lot lately because Roman Reigns has not been on TV. So the main event is set LA Knight versus Jimmy Uso. The Judgment Day, they're also in the building and they're walking in and they run into JD Madonna. Damien Priest is not happy about that and says, why is he here? But Rhea Ripley interrupts Damien and says, because I said so. So Damien Priest, he allows it and JD Madonna is shown walking in with the Judgment Day. We have a women's tag team match, Charlotte and Asuka versus Bayley and Io Sky. Asuka and Charlotte, they're going to be opponents at Fastlane and they're teaming up here and they're doing good as a tag team and they're in control during most of this match. Io Sky tries to go for a tag but Bayley gets distracted because she was talking smack to the fans and misses the tag but then Bayley makes up for it by pushing Io Sky out of the way and taking the drop kick by Charlotte Flair. I understand the point of this match. It's to build up the triple threat match that's going to be happening at Fastlane for the Women's Championship. But Asuka and Charlotte, they're both baby faces and Asuka has been going back and forth with the baby face and then she was a heel when Asuka was facing Bianca Belair and now she's a baby face again. Also, this is another three-way for a woman's title. Asuka has been in a total of 18 three-ways for title matches, including an NXT. And at Fastlane, we're going to get another one. Charlotte accidentally takes out Asuka. Bailey accidentally takes out Eosky. And Charlotte takes advantage and gets the pin over Bailey. Up next, we have the Bloodline. They're walking in their locker room. Paul Heyman is trying to tell Jimmy Uso, hey, you can't make these decisions. You have to get them authorized by Roman Reigns. But Jimmy responds and says, well, Roman Reigns ain't even here. They walk into their locker room and the Judgment Day is in the Bloodline's locker room. And then we cut to commercial break. The next match is going to be Rey Mysterio versus Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley, at the beginning of the match, he tries to intimidate Rey Mysterio by staring down at Rey. But Rey, he never backs down. Bobby Lashley hasn't had a match on TV since May 12th on SmackDown. So it's been a while since we've seen Bobby Lashley in a singles wrestling match. He's mostly been doing the heel manager for the Street Profits, but we get to see Bobby Lashley in action on this episode. Bobby Lashley's in control, Rey Mysterio's using his speed, and he is slowing down the much bigger Bobby Lashley there for a little bit. But every time Lashley cuts off Rey Mysterio, they go out of the ring and Bobby Lashley attacks Santos outside. The Street Profits and the LWO, they all get involved. Dawkins threw one of the guys from the LWO, I believe it was Cruz, against the steel steps. And from the angle that we saw from on TV that the camera shot, Cruz went head first against the steel steps and it did not look pretty from where I was looking. And he was out. The referees were calling for help. And then Bobby Lashley ends up getting the win with the spear on Rey Mysterio. We go back to the Bloodline locker room and Rhea Ripley is proposing that the Judgment Day and the Bloodline are stronger together. So Rhea Ripley wants the Judgment Day and the Bloodline to work together. Paul Heyman says, this is good, but I gotta get it authorized and I have to make a phone call. Rhea says, it is authorized. Acknowledge me. And if you don't, you will find out who is stronger, the Bloodline or the Judgment Day. Rhea Ripley is really showing her leadership and telling the people that she is the leader of the Judgment Day. Austin Theory versus Dragon Lee. Austin Theory, he cuts a promo 
promo right before the match and reminds everyone how much of a nice guy he is because he shared the ring with Dwayne. He didn't call him The Rock. Austin Theory called him Dwayne. And he's going up against Dragon Lee here. Dragon Lee is in the main roster now. He got quietly called up to the main roster. Dragon Lee, he had a match on Monday Night Raw. Now he's having his first match on Friday Night SmackDown. Grayson Waller, he comes out during the match. And Dragon Lee and Austin Theory, they had a great match. They both have great timing. Both of them were executing all of their moves perfectly. Austin Theory was there every time feeding Dragon Lee. And I really enjoyed this match. And on top of all of that, Dragon Lee ended up getting his first ever win on Friday Night SmackDown. Thanks to Cameron Grimes because he came out to help out Dragon Lee and attack Grayson Waller. Grayson Waller kept trying to get involved, causing distractions until Cameron Grimes came out to even the odds and Dragon Lee pinned the great Austin Theory. The LWO, they're backstage and Rey Mysterio announced that Joaquin and Cruz, the two members from LWO, are out of action for tomorrow. They will not be able to compete. So they need one more guy. They're short one guy because it is going to be a six-man tag match at Fastlane and they're going to need another person. But Rey Mysterio says he's going to make a phone call. And spoiler alert, ladies and gentlemen, the person that's going to be showing up at Fastlane is going to be none other than Carlito Caribbean Cool. There has been many talks, the pay-per-view that went down in Puerto Rico that Carlito was close to signing a deal with WWE and signing a contract and then those talks died down for quite some time until now and this would make perfect sense Carlito was part of the LWO in that pay-per-view looks like he's going to be coming back to join the LWO versus Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits and the main event Jimmy Uso versus LA Knight the match this took forever to start with the entrances and the commercials and this match was kind of off they seemed like they were having some trouble in the ring getting it together there was a few moments there where they were kind of confused they being Jimmy and LA Knight specifically this one spot where Jimmy goes for a kick LA Knight catches the foot and they're both standing there just looking at each other for quite some time like wait wait what's going on what are we doing here when they come back from commercial break the match seemed like it was starting to pick up a little bit and was getting a little bit better but then Solo Sokoa attacks LA Knight from behind and the referee calls for the bell then John Cena comes out and then the Judgment Day comes out so we have the Bloodline and the Judgment Day surrounding John Cena and LA night who are in the ring paul Heyman shakes hands with rhea ripley and with one simple word tells the whole world what is happening paul Heyman says authorized the heels all six of them jump up to the apron you have dom Damian Priest, Finn Balor, JD Madonna, Jimmy and Solo Sokoa versus LA Knight and John Cena. But then Jay Uso's music hits. So now we got a six on three situation. But then Cody Rhodes comes out and now you have four of your top stars in the ring. Your top baby faces in the ring. LA Knight, John Cena, Cody Rhodes and Jay Uso. And they just take out all the heels from the ring. Cody Rhodes does 
does a dive. Then Jay Uso does a dive. And John Cena was looking like he was going to do a dive, but it's John Cena. He's not going to do a dive. Right before, it looked like John Cena was going to go for it. Solo Sokoa jumps in the ring. John Cena and Solo Sokoa have a little stare down, and then they go at it. Solo Sokoa gets the better of John Cena, and then LA Knight comes in, has a face-off with Solo, takes Solo Sokoa down, and then JD Madonna gets thrown in there, and JD Madonna takes everyone's finisher. He took a crossroads. He took the super kick. He took poor JD Madonna. I hope his little head is doing okay after taking all of those moves, and I hope he comes back from that. But all hell broke loose at the end of this SmackDown, and things are really heating up for Fastlane. It should be a really good show, but there was something missing here. Did you guys notice there were six heels and only four baby faces? I think the two that were missing here was Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, and I bet, I'm willing to bet that we are going to be seeing them get involved in all of this, especially with Survivor Series coming up. It's not really a brand split right now between Raw and SmackDown, but I definitely think we're going to be seeing something with the Bloodline and the Judgment Day versus either four or five of those baby faces, like a five-on-five thing, or hell, maybe we'll even see like a six-on-six on Survivor Series. I hope you guys are just excited for this as I am. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to hit me up at Snug Wrestling, and we will talk soon.